Welcome back to the Beyond the Palm podcast. In this episode, we're going to discuss the future of Barcelona Football Club after their almost certain exit from Champions League, their new OVO jerseys, which they wore in a 3-1 loss to Real Madrid, and we're going to talk about some racist abuse we've seen from the Brentford striker Ivan Toni and NFL star Alvin Kamara. So let's get into it. Guys, let's start off with some Barcelona talk. Um... Take it away. What do we think about them probably not making Champions League? I think we all agree. I guess uh, I'd be even as Chelsea fans more than me. It's kind of funny. I think, uh, you know, you know they do all the crazy stuff in the summer with all the, you know, the amount of levers they were doing and uh, just all the, getting all the players through. And because they signed all these players and, I, I mean, let's be real, I think looking into it, did those players make them favourites to win the league? I don't think so. Did those players make them take them farther into the Champions League? You know, maybe a bit, but I don't think they were going to win it. And then that makes you think, well, they could have got second place and maybe reached the knockout rounds without signing all those players. So it was a bit of a risk. And now, then, you know, they got a hard group with Bayern and Inter and... You know, they're still adamant that, you know, they got to get out of the group. And now they're, they're looking like, I mean, Inter need to lose to Victoria Pleasant to not make it. I mean, so they're basically all but out. And this pretty much cripples the club financially because they just, they lose quite a bit in revenue of just being in the Champions League. So it's, I think if you're going to take all these risks, I just think, it was never guaranteed. It's just kind of crazy and that kind of makes it quite funny as well. Yeah, so my opinion on the whole Barcelona situation, naturally, I guess the fear was they're falling behind the Premier League clubs and the Premier League clubs have so much more money and um, have so much more financial backing. But the fact of the matter is it was poor planning from Barcelona of the summer. You'd see, you see the type of signings they're making. Um, Lewandowski bringing in a 34-year-old to replace another 34-year-old. And really and truly, does a Bamyang replacing Lewandowski for a Bamyang really change much? Yes, you may get another 10 to 15 goals in the in the league, uh, maybe not even league, in all competitions. And does that really change your, your chances of winning the Champions League? I don't think so. And with the wages he was on, I just think it was silly. The same with Rafinha. He hasn't started well with life at Barcelona. and Yeah, I just think it's poor planning on their part. With a club that's so entrenched in the Barcelona way, playing tiki-taka, um, blooding through youth, they've had they've got probably some of the best La Masa graduates they've had since Xavi and Iniesta. And yet they're still buying these big money signings. It makes no sense to me and yeah naturally as a Chelsea fan particularly how they've messed up some of our summer targets I'm I'm happy for their demise and I think yeah it's just poor planning and they've got no one else to blame but themselves and yeah I just think it's 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 well overdue and yeah it's literally down to a poor budgeting and poor planning from the higher-ups at the club I personally cannot lie I was rooting for them Last weekend, I wanted to see a win in some OVO jerseys. Um, unfortunately, the Drake curse lives on, which I should have known. They were doomed from the start. But I don't know, bro. That whole club is just a mess. It's just like 
if anyone was going to have an OBO kit, <laughs> it was Barcelona. Like, everything about it is just, like, putting Spotify on the stadium name, people getting married on the pitch. It's just, the club's just a mess. And, like, I'm so happy that it looks like they're going to flop out of Champions League because after this summer, it was like they were just signing people just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, we'll just get him. We'll just get him. It's like, you don't even need some of these guys. So for that, for it to be like now and to see that they needed the money so bad. And the more annoying part so far, though, is Inter should have won. It was right there. If the dude just passed, it was right there. He went for the goal, but whatever. But hopefully, you know, Inter follows through. They take him out. Um, I was looking it up. I did some research. I'm sure if you guys probably already know, but I did not know that you get less money for winning Europa League than you do for going to the knockout stage. Yeah. I don't care what they do now. Go ahead. Win Europa. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. So, and then even better if they don't win Europa, it's even better because it's less money. So yeah, down with Barcelona. Uh, I have four letter words I'm not going to say aimed at Barcelona after this summer, but you know, <laughs> it's been lovely to see. It's been amazing. Yeah. I'd just like to add about um, following our Clasico, it's interesting to see how both the Sp- Spanish giants have been operating these last few years and how poorly Barcelona has done in comparison to Real Madrid. Real Madrid seamlessly have got arguably the best young midfield and that midfield could go on for another 10-15 years with Tukumeni and Camavinga and also Valverde and I'm hearing this summer they won. Bellingham and the difference between Barcelona and Real Madrid is Real Madrid yes they may sign the 80 to 100 um, euro midfielder or striker but they spend it on quality as opposed to quantity you see Barcelona over the years get a four or five 50 60 million players we see recently Griezmann a hundred million euro signing has just gone to Atletico Madrid to 15 million Uh, and then you contrast that to someone like Vinicius who Real Madrid invested in, and look how well he's doing now. So, yeah, it just shows you, don't get me wrong, money means a lot in football. But we see with the likes of Barcelona, even with the likes of United, how poorly they've been run for the last decade and how much money they pumped in. It doesn't necessarily mean success. So, yeah, it's, yeah, long may it continue, their decline. Yeah, man, I mean, it's interesting because, firstly, I'd like to say, Real Madrid, with all their spending, with all their wise spending and their focus on youth, kind of interesting. I think they kind of lucked out because they did that for a reason. They were, they were sort of being a bit frugal over the last few years for the purpose of buying Mbappe last summer. And that didn't happen. And I kind of worked as a blessing in disguise because they got all these generational talents. And in hindsight, he doesn't really fit into the team because if he comes to it probably means Vinicius is going to have to be displaced. And in reality, Haaland is probably a better fit, which with his release clause, they've now got this young team geared up to him to replace Benzema. And that kind of works quite well. It's also kind of funny that from what I've seen of Barca all season, they've actually played kind of well. Like, you know, like before the Classico defeat, they were unbeaten and they only conceded a goal. In the Champions League games, in both the away ties against Bayern and Inter, they they played they played they played pretty well in both games and probably could have came out with more. I felt with Inter, they had quite a few. I mean, the, at the San Siro, they had quite a few decisions go against them, 
absurdic. Ivy could have won that game, but it's just, I think, all of this even shows why they, they really shouldn't have spent. I thought, you know, I think Xavier's proven himself. They've got this nice, they've got a manager that can clearly do stuff, and I feel like they, they tried to rush something that they didn't need to rush, I felt. I felt like they sort of got over the initial hurdle of like Messi leaving and had all these really talented youngsters and a young manager to sort of nurture them. And, you know, like you got the Rafinha signing and that now kind of impedes Ansu Fati's development in a way that doesn't need to because if Dembele is on the right, Rafinha is going to play on the left, but Ansu Fati plays on the left. So how do you navigate that? And, you know, they've just sold off, you know, their some of the TV rights in La Liga to Sixth Street uh, Financial Company. You know, all the levers they did just kind of felt unnecessary you gotta think about the players that you know it's not just the like Lewandowski's I think if they just bought him alone I think that would have been a good summer him and maybe a few fullbacks but like you know Frank Kessie have, has anyone has anyone seen him on the pitch I think does does this man exist they have Memphis on the bench and they were supposed to have Aguero like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like Baron like I'm happy Dave you know, I love this. Like, oh, I said, oh, like I told you, man, as an Arsenal fan, I think he should have been captain of our club because he represents what Arsenal is. But I don't want to see him on the pitch. So why are they, why are they, why, why did they take him? I, 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 I kind of, I mean, I kind, you know, I just that's kind of weird and probably a waste of money. And so there's just so many wrong decisions. But one thing I will say is, I feel like the Spotify thing, the OVO thing, I like it. I, I like it. I think it looked good. And I think if any other club except Barca had this deal with the different artists on it, you know, I feel like people would would like uh wouldn't would know and mock it as much. You know, I saw I saw certain big accounts call it the death of football as if you know, there's there's alcohol sponsors, there's branding sponsors, there's like gambling sponsors, you know. There's sponsors linked to like you know like clubs own like clubs owners are linked to the things they're sponsoring you know, but but Drake is the thing that causes the death of football, you know I remember like on those football social media accounts how many times do I see a post saying I remember when Atletico was sponsored by Warner Brothers and they had different movies on their kit in the mid two thousands because they were like some niche culture club. Everyone sees that as really cool when they have Spider-Man on them. But when, when, when Barca have Drake on them, it all of a sudden it, it's a problem. Like, I'm I'm all for laughing at Barcelona, but I feel like this was actually quite a clever marketing brand that I think it kind of was made worse because Drake bet on them and they lost, so the curse continued. But, you know, it's kind of it's kind of peak. Oh, the last thing I'll say is just that Drake also betted on Arsenal to win and... We didn't succumb to the costs. We didn't succumb to the curse. So that's what I'm saying, isn't it? It's nice. The last thing I'll say is for people to try to say that Drake's uh, OVO on the jersey was ruining it. Man, Manchester United had Chevrolet jerseys. Go to Manchester and tell me how many people drive Chevys and then we'll talk. All right. So now we have to move on to, unfortunately, a more serious matter. Where a Brentford striker, Ivan Tony. You know, after the highs of scoring two goals against Brighton on Friday, 
had to, you know, he was brought back down to earth and reality, basically, for for many men like him. When uh, he received a message on uh, Instagram from what we could only assume to be a disgruntled Brighton fan, perhaps, I don't know, whatever the reason, but he decided, you know, he's going to message Tony and call him a black cunt. And, you know, I imagine Tony gets loads of these, like any other black footballer. But, you know, you know, he decided to post it on uh, Twitter. And alongside the, you know, the screenshot, he said, I wasn't even going to post this, but I woke up angry. And, you know, before we talk about the ride of things, you know, we, as, you know, with, with three guys of colour, we can all relate to how, you know, Tony felt. We've all experienced racism. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on how, you know, you man feel about, like, you know, what Tony had to go through. Arif, you go first. There's so many different angles to take on this. And I just find it extremely interesting. And it does, like, highlight a lot of the wider public's and views on certain things. So I'll start with the reaction to it. I saw a lot of people, well, on social media, to be fair, saying how, oh, you should have been a bigger person. You should have not posted this. Oh, this may ruin his life, etc. As if it's it's a stage that you go through. With all due respect, if you're not a person of colour and you've never experienced racism, you have no, you, you have no input in this. You don't tell how you don't tell people how to react to racism when you have never faced it. Secondly, I saw another bit of backlash. Oh, if if a white football or white athlete calls gets called white cunt or white as an insult, it, it's, there's a completely different reaction. I can't believe I have to spell it out, but the term black and other other terms that I face myself, for example, Asian, while in itself it may not come across as derogatory or racist, we all know in that context, you're using that as a way as a way to degrade degrade people of color. So let's not play stupid when we're talking about these certain things. And yeah, I think Tony had every right to put that screenshot out. And um, yeah, whatever repercussions that young man has to face, he has to face them because we can't let this happen. It can't be accepted that if you say something racist, oh, he didn't know. Like this is when 2022, and this is. A man, a young man in his either late teens or early twenties, we can't almost. The thing that angers me the most when I see these sort of situations is there's almost a sense of oh he's young. This is what young people do. As if yeah, we've conditioned them to like it's acceptable to racially abuse people when you're angry. Just yeah, I'm just gonna start going over. I'm just gonna start regurgitating all the stuff because it does get me really frustrated. But yeah, I think until we put out harsh punishments to these sort of things, it's always going to continue because people know when you're attempting to attack a person of colour, go for the race because that's what's going to get under their skin. And yeah, I just want to see a wide change like across social media within the game, harsher punishments to any form of racial abuse or it's just going to continue. What's always like so strange to me about certain stuff is it's not like Brighton doesn't have black players. So, like, if I'm, like, it, it's so weird. So, it's like, how do you view the, the players? Because then when the black players on Brighton feel, you probably do the same thing. You're just a racist. So, it like, there's no room for that stuff in sports because everything's so... Inter- I mean, there's no room for that stuff in life. But especially in sports, it's just so dumb. 
and so counterproductive because you literally have to root for black people if you root for any you know major football club honestly in europe i'm pretty sure so it doesn't really make sense to me it's just dumb i hate the whole oh you weren't you were supposed to be the bigger person why why would i be the bigger person what what, what do i what does ivan tony owe him he doesn't know him and he randomly like what for what reason would i be the bigger person no i'm going to be extremely i, I don't think that's even petty you're a racist. I'm going to expose you. I don't owe you anything. We're not friends. This wasn't a mistake. You went onto my profile. You hit to message me. You wrote that and then you sent it. There's an unsend feature. You could have got rid of it. I'm, I'm sure Ivan Tony didn't write back within a minute. You know what I mean? Like, so that, no, there's no, oh, you shouldn't have did this. You didn't ruin this good life. His life deserves to be ruined. You shouldn't write people and try to hurt people. I mean, no matter what, it's racist or not. So you shouldn't insult people. And now you're doing a racist insult on somebody because he beat your team in a game. A team that you don't play for. You probably don't know any of them. They probably don't know you. You don't exist in them outside of a ticket number if you go to the games. And you're so mad about this that you're like, I'm going to go insult another human being and call him a racist, call him a black cunt on Instagram. You're a bozo and you deserve everything that came to you because you're an idiot. And to tie it into the thing in the NFL with Alvin Kamara, same thing. I love the way he went about it. He told him, like, oh, I'm going expo- to post this. And the guy was like, oh, no, don't post it. Can you take it down? No. He handled it perfectly. No, I'm not going to take it down. I, ho- I hope this messed everything up for you. I hope it did. People, there's consequences to being an idiot. So I loved, I loved the way it was handled by both of them. Terry, could you just uh, expand on the Kamara one, in particular, just who Kamara is? Yeah, no problem. He's the running back for the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's been in the league for a little while now. He's pretty, he's really good. Uh, basically, he got a message, and I don't remember what the exact words were, but he got a very similar DM. I think he got called the N-word. Yeah, even worse. And um, yeah, yeah, you're right, because then he said back to him, like, oh, do you say that word often? And the kid who, I shouldn't even call him a kid, the young man who sent it, basically was like, oh, no, I don't say. He, he did not think Alvin Kamara was going to read that and respond to him, you can tell. And Alvin Kamara basically said, like, oh, I'm going to post this now. And the kid was, like, you know, acting weird. Then he tried to crack a joke in the middle of it. And then Alvin Kamara was just, you know, he posted it. People found him on Twitter. And, yeah, you know, he was saying he thinks he's going to lose his scholarship. I hope you do. I hope you do lose your scholarship, you know. Then he asked Alvin Kamara, can you take this down? And Alvin Kamara wrote back, no. And that's exactly how it should have been. You should have thought different before you racially abused somebody. So tough luck. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, I think uh, Yosef is about to touch on this, but what upsets me even more, besides the social media reaction, because social media naturally is just stupid, um, in regards particularly to the Ivan Tony um, case, is that the social media platform said there's nothing they can do about it, which is I just think is ridiculous when there's with so many with so many of the restrictions we have on social media. How much money's pumped into it? You tell me you can't deal with this sort of stuff or ban people on platforms, and you're banning people for other stupid stuff. It's it's ridiculous. The reality of the matter is, it's not in the interest of social media to ban these sort of stuff. In the sense that, are we losing that much money from these having these people off our platform? No, so they don't don't really care about it. But yes, I just it just angers me so much, and it's 
doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon. No, I agree with what you're saying about the social media thing. If you go on Instagram right now and try to block somebody, it's going to ask, do you want to block them or do you want to block them and every other account they make? So how can I have the feature to block someone? I don't know tech, so maybe I'm just completely wrong here. But I'm pretty sure based off IP addresses, logins, whatever, you can pretty much ban someone from using an app. They should be banned from using Instagram. I'm not going to say they should be banned from using everything. That's not Instagram's business. But if you're racially abusing people, and it doesn't have to be... Because that's also the thing. They probably don't just send it to that person. They've probably been doing this to other people. They found the one guy's... like I'm pretty sure they found one person's Twitter and he was tweeting stuff out. So no, they should be banned on all these different platforms. They should be banned from... You know, all this stuff, it's so dumb. Oh, we can't do this. People get banned for doing, for, for much less. So, what a joke. Did Brighton say anything about it? Uh, not Brighton, did Brentford or Brighton say anything about it? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Brentford, uh, the statement I can see in front of me here is they've condemned it in the strongest possible terms. They said an attack on one of our players is an attack on all of us. And that Ivan Toady receives the full backing of the club. And they expect strong support from the police, the legal authorities and from Instagram's parent company, Meta, to ensure that the individual involved faces the full force of the law. But, you know, Meta have responded and they said they are unable to take action because it was not reported through their in-app tools. And now, like you said, we are not technical, but I'm assuming that's because it was a screenshot and Ivan Tony himself didn't report it. Well, if the message is still up there, you can report it through that. But even still, if the message is up there, they can know whether he sent the message or not. This is something they can do. And I think I've seen examples of this in the past where, for example, I think it was Callum Hudson-Odoi, where he showed a result where he tried to report something and and Instagram responded by saying they did not find the message to be offensive or breaking the rules. And the message was just monkey emojis. So it's there is clearly a problem here with the way social media handles it. But I sort of agree with what Arif was talking about earlier about how I think the perception of how people see it, you know, this is a hate crime. If he said this to Ivan Tony on the street, he would be arrested. I feel like people say, give the boy a chance. These aren't boys. These are young men. They are very aware of their... Even if they are boys, like... One thing that really frustrates me is, is like, using their age to almost justify uh, what they're saying as if they're unaware. At any age, this is unacceptable. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree. Because, yeah, that's so... Yeah, this is a young man that decided to, to do this. And the equivalent is... You know, if Ivan Tony came back to his home one day and found him in the midst of robbing his house and Ivan Tony said, I'm going to call the police, people wouldn't say, hey, man, it's just a kid. You know, let's do this. No, a crime's a crime. And he has committed it. And, you know, the point is he is doing this rather than any other form of action of anger, you know, because he knows he feels like he can. It comes from a position of entitlement. You know, he he does not like the fact that Ivan Tony has done something that hurts him. So he wants to do something to hurt Ivan Tony. And to him, the easiest way he can do that is through race. And, you know, it's like, you know, he, Ivan Tony, the opponent, is a black cunt. But Danny Welbeck 
well, he's one of our own. And they don't see it like that. They don't see the differences, you know. If 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 Saicedo gets man of the match, you know, that's 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 his boy, you know, and that's the point of like entitlement. That's the is I guess it shows away a lot of fans see black players in this country. I mean the Euros is obviously the clearest example where, you know, as you can see players like Saka and Rashford were idolised and sort of made into heroes throughout the tournament. And then as soon as they done something wrong, you know, boo, who are you? You know, you know, you failed us. You let the country down, you know, N-word this, you know, black that, all of this. And I think that's the that's the thing that we're going to have to ultimately target, I think. And we have to make people question how they value people of colour. Because ultimately, I think, what all these instances show is they they commodify them. They see them as a player that is supposed to play good when they're playing for your team and bad when they're on the opponent's team. Because I'm gonna say, let's say, you know, you know, uh if a player that's played well over the weekend, I feel like, you know, Haaland ain't getting this abuse. When he scored a hattie against United, you know, the abuse he's getting, you get some abuse, but it's a different form of abuse. They're not seeking to do something personal to attack him. They may say, why are you scoring? Or, you know, they may even use a swear word, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't on the same level as what this guy said to Tony. And Tony is obviously not the only black player to be called this. So, what are they, you know, it's all about what are they going to do about it? And they haven't done enough. I think the problem is that a lot of these fans, they, you kind of touched on it. These fans don't view these players as people. They view them as like, I don't want to say toys, but something to entertain them. So when you don't entertain me, that's why they get so angry. That was the whole thing with Saka and, you know, missing the penalties. It's like, oh, you're you're supposed to be here to win for me, to make me enjoy watching this. And they don't think of it as this is a, just a regular person who's just really good at football. And I think that's the problem. And that's a the major disconnect. And, yeah, you know, these are people. They're human beings. You can't, you know, what do you think happens? When, like, it's the, even, like, it's the fact that they message them these things. You can literally tell that people don't think they're going to respond because they don't view them as people. They view them as some guy they see on TV for, for 90 minutes and then they're gone. Like, they don't exist. It's a regular person. Ivan Tony uses Instagram the same way everyone else in the world does. He gets messages. He checked it. And what do you think he saw? And he was probably like, well, you know, part of my friend, what the fuck's going on? So... Kids, man, they're just they're deluded. They don't get it. So yeah, I guess we can even open up to a wider discussion about just identity of people of color. Of like, I guess in Western nations, how that there's a quote that will always stick with me about uh, Meza Erzul um, when he was having a tough time in the German press. He's like, after I won the World Cup, I was a German. Whenever I play bad, I'm a Turk. And yeah, I just it's it, I guess we can all relate to that. I guess grasping by identity. Am I really? If I was a talented footballer, I I I was born and bred in London. I could represent England, but how English am I? Am I British? I'm only British if I'm a good player. If I do anything poor, yeah, he's a he's a Muslim. He's a this. He's that. So yeah, it's 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 sad, but it's always I guess uh, issue we're gonna struggle with. And Ivan Tony, he could potentially make the World Cup squad. How do you think? he's feeling right now imagine putting on that um putting on that that jersey that shirt and how english how british how unified are you really gonna feel all right so that brings us to the end of the show uh guys it was nice talking to you 
definitely had some insightful conversation. We are going to be giving you guys two episodes a week now. So that's the reason it's a short episode. But, you know, you'll be hearing from us soon again. Guys, take care. Have a good one. Uh, And all the listeners, come back next week.